in times of extreme darkness, focus on the light. Aristotle said that there is no better definition of grit. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment with former NFL athlete Marcus Ogden. I'm thrilled that he's on the show and he's next on Dash of Grit. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. You know, one of the fun things about this show is that I get to meet so many people that I would not have met. Uh, most every guest that's been on this show, I didn't know before there was Dash of Grit. One of those guys is Hesh Sagafi, and you can go back and take a look at some of the uh, the archives of Dash of Grit, and his story is amazing. He has introduced me to Marcus Ogden. And Marcus Ogden is, if you have not heard the name, and if you have, uh, many things. A former NFL athlete, he played with Baltimore, Tennessee, and Jacksonville on the gridiron. He's also currently a keynote speaker, business coach, consultant, a three-time best-selling author, and a podcast co-host. He's also been flat on his back trying to build all of those things. And so we're going to talk about that on a dash of grit. Marcus Ogden, welcome to the show. How are you, Brian? Thanks for meeting me, sir. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. Even better now that I've gotten to know you and I'm looking forward to hearing more. So let's dive right in, Marcus. I'm interested in a lot of times we talk about grit and we talk about things we've overcome and we're going to go into that story. But man, you have overcome. Let's talk about success. Let's talk about some good things. Brag a little bit. Tell me what's good in your life. So I'm originally from Washington, D.C. I currently now live in Raleigh, North Carolina, Brian, with my wife and my two daughters. Uh, I am a national, international keynote speaker, executive coach, best-selling author, like you mentioned, and things are going really well. I'm also the co-host of a very successful podcast called The Levin Market Show. We are globally ranking the top 2%. After about five months, we just secured our 20th sponsor today, and that sponsor is actually a Fortune 100 company that is uh, aligned with our core values, with our brand, with our mission, and we are excited to have them on board. And again, we're just doing some great things to continue to push forward with some great people. And here we are today talking to people like yourself. What types of what types of customers are you working with from the keynote speaker to the business uh, type things and the podcast? What kinds of things are you trying to, to accomplish? Great question, Brian. We do a lot of things on the speaking side, corporate. Uh, been really blessed to get a lot of work in uh, these major industries, financial planning or financial institutions, insurance, real estate and mortgages technology and education. When it comes to coaching clients, we get a lot of people who are entrepreneurs, either budding uh, in their career, just starting, or people that are, you know, mid-level trying to get to that next level. We do get some C-level executives and organizations like food service to, again, technology to, uh, you know, marketing and branding that we work with. Consulting, we have some companies that are like in publishing to companies that are in staffing to companies that are, you know, getting you know, in food, uh, food product. And then, you know, with podcasts, again, it's just a very good mix of big Force 400 companies that we got today to smaller entrepreneurs that are just starting out or people that are, are veterans transitioning. It's really a conglomerate mix of different people in that regard. Marcus, this might have something to do with grit, but I'm interested. A lot of times, maybe it's a stereotype, but we think of football players. And we think that they're always football players. So, you know, they did, they don't even have any other type of life. Um, and yet here you are um, leaving that behind and turning it into this big business empire. Is that, 
typical? Is it part of what makes a football player good? Is that drive? Like how did, how do you get from that to here? I wouldn't say it's typical. I would say that it depends on the athlete and their grit to get through the nose, the negativity, the adversity in the beginning. I've been doing this now, Brian, for eight and a half years. I started, well, a little over, me, a little over eight years. I started September 2013 uh, with the keynote speaking. First two and a half years, Brian, two and a half years, 30 months straight, zero paid jobs. Zero. Wow. Got my first one April 2016, which was huge for us, which really led us down a really awesome path. But to be transparent, it's a lot of things that I had to push through. A lot of no's, a lot of Marcus, you're never going to be a successful keynote speaker. Or the one I heard all the time, Marcus, what do you think you're going to be? The next Tony Robbins? Go coach football. Go stay in high school. Or I remember when I turned down a job, Brian, to work for Campbell University, worked there as an analyst, you know, pro bono to kind of get my feet wet. Went really, really well. Great organization. They offered me a position to work with them on their coaching staff. And I turned it down. It was probably about 30000 a year. This was 2015. Benefits, all that type of stuff. But they will, they work, Brian, 11 months out of the year. And I knew if I took on that position, I was not going to be able to pursue my side hustle and my dream of speaking. And I turned it down. And I'll never forget people saying, Marcus, what is wrong with you? You could have been a huge, big fish in a little small town of Dunn, North Carolina, <laughs> a coach at Campbell. You could have gotten free Waffle House and free gas and all this other stuff. And I said, well, I'm fat enough. I don't need Waffle House. You can keep that. Yeah. I'll pay for my own gas. And, you know, I didn't want to be. And I just had a my daughter was born. Uh, the year before she was born uh, on my dad's birthday, July 18, 2014. So she was barely a year old. And I said, I didn't want to be the guy that was always never home and on the road. And, you know, because, you know, I know from my experience being a professional athlete that athletes and also it could be at times coaches have a really high divorce rate because hmm. you're never home, never home, you're just never home. So I didn't want that life, Brian. So I made the grit decision to dig in. And people said, Mars, this is dumb. And again, you know what, Brian? Maybe it was dumb maybe. at the time. Yeah. Maybe, so maybe it was. You know, yeah. Maybe it was. But it's interesting because here's the whole thing. In life, grit is what gets you through. And yeah. people say, Marcus, what were you thinking? Two and a half years, no paid job why yada 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 and i said well you know what looking back on it would i do it again absolutely yeah. because the grit the perseverance brian pushed me through so where today if i'm told no i'm like okay and i keep going yeah. and i keep yeah. moving i don't i'm not desperate anymore for business i don't have to chase people or try to get people to convince them like if you don't see the value in what I have to offer, it's, I tell I came with a uh, with a formula from selling for selling from the heart, right? Which goes back to grit because that's what sales is. You have to get to know people, yep. be gritty, and stay on their radar, stay in there. and not yep. and not be afraid to ask for the sale at the right time. 
But again, something from the heart where I think of this pro- this formula, emotion plus trust plus emotional intelligence mm-hmm. multiplied by value equals selling from the heart. Bring the emotion that people know you care about them. Build trust that they know they can count on you no matter what. Bring the emotional intelligence of empathy and relatability so they know that you know what they've gone through and or are going through. And then the value, help them solve that pain point that they have in their business. And that's what it's about. So that's the formula that I came up with from uh, for selling from the heart. So that formula is what I have utilized in our brand, in our business. We actually just hired today a new PR person who I love. She's going to be starting in January. Well done. And I love her approach. Like start off the new year. We'll have an onboarding call and we'll, we'll, we'll get started in mid-January. Like I loved her thought process. It was so much like mine. Like don't worry about this. Not trying to get the sale today. She was like, very just, you know, I, I want to give you the, the value and what you deserve. And I yeah. want to get that out. Yeah. And so, and so th- that's fantastic. And I can just hear the passion and I, and I, I, I wouldn't want to be the one that ever told you no, because I think, I think that would just inspire you more. I'm, I, I know people want to talk about football and I'm interested in the chronolo- the, the timeline uh, from football to now, I'm interested in the grit that you had to show. I'm interested in the hard parts. And I'm wondering, is that sales strategy, that idea of how to sell uh, emotionally and, and with trust, I'm wondering how much of that was built during your gritty time. So can you take us back through and, and talk about times when you were, uh, when it wasn't as successful, you had, you had to struggle either to get to the NFL, to leave the NFL, to build the next career. Like what stands out is where you really had to show the grit. So I had to show the grit. I was drafted from Howard university to the Jacksonville Jaguars had a six year NFL career. That was awesome. That was grit. And that was perseverance to stay in the NFL struggle with the, for about six months, Brian, with alcoholism, addiction, nightlife gambling. Cause I had no plan for what was next in my life. I Hmm. ended up then finding a construction company when I was 27 years old, almost 28, showed grit, determination, perseverance, built it to an eight-figure-year business by the time I had just turned 30. Then I lost it all in 2013 after a bad mistake and becoming an egomaniac, Brian. And in 2013, I ended up having to file a chapter seven complete bankruptcy, lost my home, lost both my cars, lost all of my money, lost everything in a matter of 90 days. Moved down here to Raleigh with $400 to my name, had to show grit, had to show perseverance, but I was still in victim mode. Hmm. I ended up working for Merrill Lynch in Durham, was fired after two months, all my fault. Got a job the next day to a construction company. Fired from that job five days later. They shut down the sales store to the operation. I'm out of a job. The wow. only job I could get, Brian, along with coaching kids football, I became a custodian. Working from 10 p.m. until 5 a.m. on the graveyard shift. And I'll never forget my grit moment 
And I call it my rock bottom moment of clarity where I had to show grit in my life. Somebody's trash, rotten meat, nasty, protruding, spoiled milk, putrid garbage, Brian. Yeah. Of my body, my skin, my clothes. In September 2013, while I was working my ship, cleaned myself up, sat down on the curb right by that trash dump, put my head in my hands, and I started to cry. Yes. And then I went home that morning after getting up and picking myself up off the curb and said, all right, Marcus, if you're going to get through this, you got to show grit, you got to show toughness, you got to show perseverance now. Otherwise, you will be here for the rest of your life. And I said, all right, let's get going. And that's what I did. I dug in. I got myself squared away. I figured out my three biggest strengths. Good at telling stories, wanting to help people, great communicator. And I said, let's be a speaker. Launched the speaking business in 2013, September. Not one paid job. Got my first paid job, April 2016. Learn the business, Brian. I've been coached by people. And now today, I've worked for, in the last five and a half years, 27 Fortune 500 companies. I consult all across the nation internationally. I've been on great podcasts like yourself. I have a podcast that we've got all these sponsors for the show. But the grit came in, Brian, really at that rock bottom moment of clarity as a custodian when I had my spoiled milk moment. Now, the spoiled milk moment could have come earlier. Here, here's, here's my question for you. You you work your butt off to become to, to make it to the NFL. You make that dream. They're sending you checks. I don't pretend to want to know how many or how much, but you're you're living the dream and doing the thing. And one by one by one, things crumble. Why did it take spoiled milk? to be your rock bottom grit moment. How, how did you allow it to get to that spot? And, and how did, were you just sliding or what was, what was the, what was missing? Well, here's the thing, Brian, like, you know, football doesn't last forever. So, you know, I had a, I had a tough time when my career was over, but it wasn't a rock bottom moment because I had okay. money in the bank. I had money in the bank and I had, you know, I, you know, I got injured and you know what? Yeah. It's a moment where you say, wow, that was fast and six years is gone, but yeah. it wasn't a rock bottom moment. Okay. And then I built this massive construction company after that. That wasn't a rock bottom. I was making millions of dollars. I made more money then than playing football. And what happened to the construction company? What, what fell apart? I, I became an egomaniac and I started treating my team, my people like objects, not people. And mm -hmm. that in, in conjunction with, having a huge job that I was, for, it was a $4 million project that I won in downtown Baltimore for Johns Hopkins hospital. I ended up doing about $3 million of extra change order work, Brian, unexpected, not wow. what I thought was going to have to be done, yep. did it and was promised through a handshake. They would pay us back. They denied our change order when that happened. And the bank line sh was shut off by our bank. That was it for me. And in February 2013, I saw the writing on the wall, started packing up the business. April 2013, Brian, I moved from Baltimore to Raleigh, yep. like the old coast there, packing the Mayflower truck and leaving in the middle of the night. Yep. And so now 
you that's all things that that you you owned and took ownership for but you're still in that spot and now you're the janitor and now you have milk on you and it's spoiled and you hit rock bottom but you've lost a lot you've lost a lot of things that none of us regular folks don't have money and fame and opportunity and now you're a ground bottom how did you pick yourself up it, you made it sound real easy you made it sound like okay i had a moment i cried I decided I was going to change, but then you had two and a half years of no paying jobs. How did you not fall back into woe is me? This is just the way it is for me. Because I really focused. There's a great quote by Aristotle in times of extreme darkness, focus on the light. Hmm. And I focus on my father being the light to push out all the darkness. He had passed away a couple of years before that, 2006. So he was my light that I focused on. And I said, if I give up today, if I quit today, my father's story of what he went through will never be told ever again by anybody. And so I then said, if I can get through this dark time and focus on him and what he gave and what he did for me, I can get through this. And that's what I did. And it was hard. It was grueling. It was long nights. That's why my first book, Brian, is called Sleepless Nights. I had many sleepless nights throughout this process. I tell everybody, if you think you want to be me where I'm at now, Mm. great. But try being me 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, and even parts of the first half, almost three quarters of 18 when I was getting some things right, 13, 14, 15, 16, I got nothing. Nothing. Well, we go back. 13, 14, 15, nothing. 16, one first paid job, got a couple jobs, maybe like three. 17, did a couple things here or there, inconsistent. 18, not really great. 19, got better. 20, full time in the business. But if you think you want to be where I'm at today, I tell you by try going through 2013, 14. 15 and the first half of 16 or the first quarter of 16 with no job that you've done yet to see if you want to be me then because mm. it's easy to be me now mm. right yeah. speaking all over place actually have a three o'clock i have a call here shortly i have a mm-hmm. three o'clock with a big client mm-hmm. i'm doing mm-hmm. and for i'm actually the keynote speaker for the uh california society of municipal, of municipal finance officers it's one of the largest conferences in the state of california for the municipal finance offices that they do in San Diego, California. I'm their closing keynote speaker. Phenomenal. Great. But this is Marcus now. Yeah. Marcus had to go through a hell of a lot, Brian, to get to yep. this point today. And so help me real quick. One of the final thoughts that questions that I'll ask you before this fancy story that I, I keep t- hearing about with the uh, funny story with Bill Belichick. I do want to hear that. But very quickly, there are people out there right now that are going through 2014 and 2015 and they're flat on their back and they don't know whether they want to go through a 2016 and see what's on the other side. How do you decide? How do you decide to keep going even when you've got nothing or to turn back around and try to find something else? You've got to figure out what skills you possess and where, what you're doing, are you getting any signs? Like, no, I didn't get any paid job. I got some, I got free jobs, right? So I can at least see that the opportunity could come if I kept going, right? It was not like I didn't speak at all. It was just everything was free. Yeah. So I got to see the signs and I got to see a little bit of glimpse of hope. So as you're pursuing your journey, do you have any signs, any glimpse of hope? 
that this is right for you? Mm. If the answer is no, reevaluate. If the answer is yes, you keep going. Yeah. And even if you're not getting paid what you want, keep going. Because at the end of the day, if you quit now, all that you've worked for to get to where you're at, it's going to be for nothing, yep. for absolutely nothing. So I think about all the time, well, Morris, why didn't you quit after two and a half years? Well, all the free jobs I had done, all the people I had met, then if I had gave up on speaking then, where would I be today? Right? I still be doing football training. And man, I'm 40 years old right now. I'm so glad. Love football training. Love helping the youth. Love it. But my body, man, and now thank God I'm on this program to help me feel better. I take some products to help me with inflammation reduction. But I don't want to be out there 40, 41 years old in my 50 trying to train the youth. Like my body's going to break down. And there's going to be somewhat a younger, uh, a more recent player that's going to come along and try and take up the clients. Whereas speaking, Man, Jim Rohn passed away at 79. I know his old, his business partner, a guy named Kyle Wilson, phenomenal guy. He said Jim had his most successful years between 59 and 79. So it, this is a career you can do for as long as you want to do it. Yeah. Les Brown, Tony Robbins. I mean, these people are in their 60s, 70s, yep. still doing it. Yeah, so, that's when we're at our best, isn't it? That's that's when we that's what we strike. And yet we keep waiting till can I, can I retire? Can I retire early? How soon can I quit? That's like a sign that you're in the wrong place, isn't it? Right. I'm not retiring. Like you know, I mean, it's like I will stop whenever I just want to spend time with my wife and they'll be uh, following my kids and they have grandkids and all that. And if I just want to stop because I want to spend more time with the family, but if I don't want to stop, why stop? You know, I mean, I know speakers that are like in their 80s that are on stage. As long as you have the credibility, the story, and you're of competent mind, body, and capability, this line of work, it doesn't matter how old you are. It just matters. Can you continue to move the needle forward? Marcus, I was told when I got the chance to talk to you to ask you about Bill Belichick. He is a uh, kind of a hero and a, a devil for me as a Browns fan. So I'm interested in, in uh, what you have to share about coach Belichick. One of the finest that's ever coached the game. Bill, man, great guy. Man, when I was, he was 15, told Ray Lewis and my brother, if you want to be the best, show up and get it done and outwork the rest. Mm. Best thing I ever heard when I was 15 years old, when they just got drafted by the Ravens and that stuck with me all this time, Brian. So I was glad to come on the show today Glad we could make it work from a time perspective. Glad I just had to clear some space out on my phone and get it back working. And uh, yeah, man, I look forward to networking with you and I look forward to this episode coming out and kind of going from there. Marcus, you are inspiring. If someone wanted to reach out to you either about your books or about your speaking or about anything uh, entrepreneurial and getting up off the ground and giving it a go, um, how might they reach out to you and find you? Go to our website, www.marcusmar.com. Q-U-E-S Ogden O-G-D-E-N dot com and get in touch with us today. Marcus, thank you so much for being on the Dash of Grid. A quick commercial for Spire. That's my company. We are a marketing company that loves entrepreneurial thought like that, passion like that, the idea of never giving up. Business is hard. Don't let anybody tell you it's not. And our company uh, tries to come alongside you as a business owner and help you grow. And so if you're looking for uh, a way to kind of channel that passion you have into some results, maybe Spire can help. You can find us at spireed.com. I am Brian Leffelock. I'm director of sales with Spire Marketing. This is Marcus Ogden. And I cannot thank you enough 
for sharing uh, your story of, of success, failure, and extreme success now on A Dash of Grit. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Brian. Great interview. Appreciate it, my friend. Thank you again, Marcus, for being on the show. This is A Dash of Grit. We do this every week. You can find all of our old episodes at dashofgrit.com or where you find your podcast. We're also on YouTube if you ever want to see what we look like when we're doing this thing. So until we meet next time, remember the recipe for success in life includes A Dash of Grit. Until then, stay gritty. This is A Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things.